0: Business, whether you're a realtor or a real estate investor, uh, getting more referrals from attorneys or referrals from other professionals. That's what we're going to talk about today um, how to get more business from people that you want to work with and get business coming to you from people who want to work with you. I'm Bill Gross. Um, I am the LA Probate and this is Probate Weekly. We host it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We also live stream it on a YouTube, Facebook, on the podcast formats. It's amazing how many people watch, or I should say listen to this on Apple podcasts. Um, love to get reviews and let me know if you're there, put a comment in. We do this so every week. And the idea is I'm a practitioner. I'm not selling any data. I'm not selling a coaching system. I have a coaching product. I have a this or that. But really, I'm a practitioner. And I made this call because I need it. I need to learn to prove my game. I need to hold myself accountable to grow and be better at it. I need to build up my network, build up my team, build up referrals, uh, but most importantly, to participate every week. So I challenge you to participate, turn your camera on, ask questions, put them in the chat box, raise your hand. If you're watching it online, put a question in the YouTube or the Facebook. Uh, I'll be checking those regularly for questions to participate. We want this to be a participative, uh, hey, Carl, there's Carl Sussman's on the on the LinkedIn uh, says hi. So it's is meant to be participant. That's the goal of this thing. <clears throat> and I just say if you have any questions, challenge the problems, they will get to them. But today, I want to share really what is those common question I get asked whether you're launching a business in real estate, or pivoting to real estate sales from being a mortgage lender like I did years ago, to real estate or your real estate agent who's been doing some business, it's gotten a little tougher, you know you need to do more, looking to add probate to your business. How do you get more business specifically from getting referrals from attorneys? So let me just ask you a real quick, show of hands or put in the chat box. Who would who would like to be more effective at getting more referrals from specifically attorneys? Put your hand up or put in the chat box, me. <coughs> Great. I think it's a very common topic I get asked a lot about And my business. You know, when I, I think that there are a lot of, there's several probate companies that their business model is they sell data and they tell you, well, use our data by doing this and that way you'll buy our data. And so the most common one is calling petitioners, right? So they sell the data and they'll say, do you need to call for three hours a day and talk to a certain number of people? Or they'll say, well, add that by mailing to people. And the th- challenges I found were with that a couple fold. Now I was a cold caller, I was an expired listing, Mike Ferry trained, go for the throat prospector when I moved into probate business. But I did not wanna continue to do that because if your business is based on you working three or four hours a day every day, really you have a job, you don't have a business, right? A business is something that builds equity and has a nexus strategy that you sell it, Or somebody who manages it for you and you take a profit. But if you have to show up every day, think about it, think about a hamburger stand. If you're the guy that has to show up or gal that has to show up and flip the hamburgers and put the tomato and ketchup on, nothing wrong with it, but you're a hamburger flipper. And that's your business. If you own the stand and you buy the burgers and sell them there, really it's just a fancy business. I'm sorry, a fancy job. A business is when you own a hamburger stand or multiple stands, you pay people to flip the burgers and then you keep a profit as a business person or maybe there's no profit, but five years later you can sell the hamburger stand for $100,000 equity. Either one of those would be a business. And so the mistake I think most realtors make is they get caught up. And I think this is how companies were created, the franchise systems like Century 21 where I used to work or companies are based on new agent training. Like I used to work at Nationwide Real Estate, they're really big on training brand new licensees, but really they're training them for jobs because they teach them how they want them to do business. Same with Keller Williams. They really bring people in while you're independent contractors and self-employed, it's really a job. And so the only way you can get out of that is you have to build enough business that it comes in without you working at it all the time, and or you can refer it to other people. And if other people then do the business and you make a percentage, then you can start to build equity or you can build cash flow. So one way is, and the question to me is how do you approach attorneys? We're gonna talk about that. One way is if you instead of dealing with uh, contacting people who need probates, is if you talk to people who know people who need real, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Instead of talking to people who need to sell a house, if you talk to people who know people, who need to sell multiple homes over the course of a year. That's referral source, right? When I was a mortgage lender, I could have gone directly to consumers and sold them one loan at a time, or go to real estate agents who sold 10 houses a year and hopefully get 10 loans at a time by building a relationship. And so you have to look at an attorney, it's not just an attorney, because some attorneys do one probate a year. That's no different than going to a petitioner. You're really looking for those that could do multiple pieces of business or to find a way that you can get multiple deals from one activity. So you have to take it from being, you know, one over and over and over again, one-on-one to one to multiple marketing. That's the goal. And so one of the common ways is attorneys. Now, the companies that sell you data, and they're in, they are in the business selling data for the most part, will say, well, you can cold call attorneys. I know one guy who cold calls attorneys and made a living out of all the people I know He was a Mike Ferry agent as well. He used to prospect expires and FISBOs three hours a day. And he still does some of that because there's not enough probate attorneys to cold call three or four hours a day. So unless you wanna work at that level, and most people aren't, they look for probate for an easier way than that. I don't know that I would say there's an easier way. What I would say is there's a more holistic way. There's a more natural way to get business, which is to find the attorneys that are predisposed to working with you. So, that's what we're going to talk about. How do you get business with people who can send you multiple pieces of business and do it in a way that isn't cold calling three or four hours a day? Because you could cold call strangers, you can cold call expired, you can cold call a lot of things. That kind of defeats the purpose of what we're going to talk about. When people say they want attorneys, they want referrals. So, let's talk about that. And I identified eight steps in the process. And this is what I did when I started in probate, it was four years ago, in November, so four years and a month ago. And I'd been in business for 30 years, mistakenly getting into management and coaching and consulting, thinking that in a company being in management was a promotion, Not because I'd come from that generation. I realized, no, I'm, I'm making less money than the agents and I can do more than they're doing. So I relaunched four years ago at 60 years old in probate real estate. And I looked at the industry and I spent time, I spent really a week kind of deciding what to do. And then the rest of the month writing the plan and finding a fit where there were three things that had to be true. It had to be something that I was good at something that, um, uh, I liked doing. And third was something that the market needed. And so I made a list of all things I was good at, all the things the market needed, all the things that, um, uh, I enjoyed doing in real estate. And for me, I enjoyed going to court and playing attorney. Most people don't, I live near a court half hour away. Um, For me, it was kind of fun to go every day and buy a cup of coffee and play that role. Uh, I'm good at it. I'm older. I look more mature. I talk the way attorneys talk. And there's a market for that. There's a market for realtors who can talk to attorneys effectively. So all that lined up for me. Now, that may not line up for you. That doesn't mean you can't work with attorneys. It means you need to find a way of approaching them that works for you. You need to do your own self-assessment. The reason what I did work for me was, I designed a program that works for me. I'm not selling it to you. I'm not selling you, oh, take this program and pay me a thousand dollars, it will work for you. I'm trying to sell you for free on the idea that if you think about things and create a plan and work it reasonably every day, you can achieve fantastic results too. That I'm gonna sell you on for free. So let's start with number one is, start with the goal in mind. Start with the end in mind, what do you want your business to look like. So when I started, I imagined that I was like an attorney to my consumer customers and to the attorneys. They would treat me as respect to colleague, not as a deadbeat realtor, like most realtors in their minds. And so what that meant was when I went back, now this is pre-COVID, I went to court every day. I had, I dressed like an attorney. I wore Brooks Brothers suits, white shirts, silk tie. I, I carried a briefcase on a roller like many of the attorneys do, it's, some, it's in the other room. Uh, I brought with me the probate code. If you look over my shoulder on this side, that blue, that blue book right there is the State of California Probate Code book. So when I was in court and a question, I would open the book like an attorney would to talk to the judge, right? So I knew I wanted to be like an attorney. Now, I know I was an attorney and do not wanna fool anybody, but that's what I wanted to do. That was fun for me. It's also something I was good at. I looked the part. If we're casting people to be an attorney on this call, I'm more likely than some of you because I'm older, because I have gray hair. That works for me instead of in other environments against me. Do you follow me on that? So you got to play to your advantages. There's more, you know, the more women are men. There's more women in real estate. There's more men attorneys at court. more more the judges were men. That might not be fair, might not be right. I'm not arguing what's right or fair. I'm just trying to get my business out of it. So I started with a goal in mind. I played to my advantages, what I enjoyed to do, what I was good at, and what I thought the market needed. So that was number one. Number two is you have to find a process that you're gonna participate in. Anything in business, if it's about your personality, that can come and go. If it's about some technology, that's can come and go or be competitive or not be competitive. But if it's a process, you can work it over and over again. So for me, it could be cold calling a group of people, whatever that means. It could be door knocking for real estate agents. It could be mailing. It could be going to court, which is what I did. It could be going to networking events, which might be for one of you a better alternative. It could be like I do now, interviewing attorneys and putting on social media, but there's a process to it. And once it's a process, you do it over and over and over again, it becomes a habit. So I, I wanted to devise my attorney business into two phases. Phase one, pre-COVID was going to court every day. I had a process. Left the house by, uh, in my case, 715, at the court parking lot, 745. In the court, when it opened up at 8 o'clock, cup of coffee in what I call Broadway. It was like a main, at LA County Court, it was like a main hallway, the second floor, that um, crosses with where the little coffee shop is or the little snack bar is. I wanted to be right where the highest traffic spot was with a cup of coffee at eight o'clock, staying there looking like an attorney with my roller briefcase. That was my process. And then I would um, go into court 8.30, listen to a court from 8.30 to, it's a lot of details behind it, not really relevant, but just to share with you. Um, I also would host a meetup at court at eight o'clock, two or three days a week, where I would walk people through the court and show them probate court. Why did I do that? Because the attorneys would say, what are you doing? Who is people following you like you're the mother hen? Well, I train other realtors on how to do probate business. Well, of course attorneys will look at me as an expert when I do that, right? So it wasn't an accident I did that. I had a process. So I can share with you all those details. Glad to individually if you want to give me a call. I don't want to bore you with those are details that worked for me back then. My question for you is, what are the details to your process? My day from 7.15, leaving the house, parking at, at uh, 7.45 in the court for eight o'clock, till 10.30, it was all laid out what I did every day. And my goal was to leave having met 1.5 people. That was the number I worked out that I had to meet to make my numbers work. You said, well, why is it 1.5? Because I took my goals and divided it by the numbers. It turned out that if I met one and a half people a day, where I had their name, address, phone number, email, and permission to contact them, if I did that I would achieve my goals and I did. What's your process. So whatever it is, it has to look like a process. And it probably business developments probably three or four hours a day, it's your main activity. I'll show you today, my main activity is really calling people mostly on referrals, setting up interviews to interview attorneys and vendors, which leads to referrals and leads to inbound referrals as well. So I have a process and that's my my mornings are blocked off of those activities. So you gotta think about what your process is. So a couple options, again, could be door knocking, could be going to court every day, could be phone calling, could be going to network events, but your business has to be a process of some sort. Number three, I'm looking for questions real quick. Feel free to put in the chat box, by the way, your name, your contact info, and then what you're looking for or what you bring to the, to the marketplace. Cause this is also meant to be networked and I, I'm fine with you guys you know doing business with each other i think it'd be great who are the people you're meeting and where to get access to probate code book okay probate code book uh was on amazon i just googled amazon california probate code 2021 back then now 2022 and it, it's not cheap it's like 90 bucks or something or 80 bucks whatever you know if it's, if it's that much then other people don't have it i don't really care you can go online and print certain pages But there was something, and in the beginning when money was tight, I just printed a couple of pages and brought the relevant pages. As I make more money, I reinvest my business, and now I have the actual code book. And when I hold it, the attorneys are, wow, you really know your stuff. It's funny, when you hold a book, people assume you've read it and understood it. Now, I will share with you, I did read the relevant portions to me in the the code, but I didn't read the whole book. It's a huge, thick book. I lost me back there. I don't want to bug you guys with that. But anyhow, I, I mean, I've read maybe 20 pages irrelevant to me. But when you hold, I have to. It's almost like a prop. Um, it's not. i am be disrespectful. I read the parts irrelevant. Um. Also, he asked, um, "Who are the people you meeting?" So for me, uh, judges saw me. So when I went to court and had a matter, their judges recognized me after you go to court every day for a year. One of, the, one of the things I've learned is when you go to something regularly, you go to a meeting three times, people assume you've been there 10 times. You go there 10 times, they assume you've been there for a year. You go for a year, they assume you've been there forever. There's something psychological about the power of consistency. So I went to court and I would go to, in LA County, I could see where the court sales were and I would go there and I'd watch the judges. I learned what they did. I learned the tricks. And so when I did speak up in court a few times, I did it in a proper way, the way an attorney would, judges recognize that. And so over time, so i met, you know, judges saw me. I didn't, I met one once in the hallway when an attorney uh, introduced us, I met attorneys and I met uh, petitioners and investors. Um, Really it doesn't matter who they are. I'm looking for people who have to sell real estate, but if they're in the probate court, they're likely to sell property through probate court. Um, issue private leads, relationships. There you go. Okay, good. Okay, so that's two. Probate's a process. Number three is you want to learn the process. See, real estate agents and investors always ask me questions on how do I get the leads, how do I get the deals, how do I get the listings, and that is the goal. But really, if you learn how to create value for people, you don't have to look that hard for business. The money we make is a reflection of the value we create for other people. And when we remember that our goal is to create value for the customer, business will come to us because we're of value to our customer. If we're just looking for people who need to sell a house and ask them, let me sell your house, it's not a fun way to do business, it's not a relationship. It's really a hard business that way. I've had sellers say to me, well, we'd love to meet with you, our attorney referred us. And so we're interviewing four other agents. On Tuesday, can you come at three o'clock or five? And I would say to them, if you think I'm one of those five, then you don't know who I am or need me. If any agent can sell your house, then you don't need me. I'm the agent you want if you want a specialist in probate to make sure things don't get messed up. And I had, had sellers call me back and say, oh, we sorry, YouTube channel, I see who you are. No, we want you to list the house, right? That's who I want to list for. I want to list the house for the person that appreciates me. I don't want to list the house for the person who thinks, oh, we gave you the listing. If you don't do what we say, we're gonna pull the listing and give it to somebody else. Right, that's not who you wanna do business with. And so if you come from learning the process, so I interview, if you, if you come on my show, or you go to the past episodes or at episodes.probateweekly.com, and I interview attorneys in some cases in other states. And I have, always have a smart out. because will say, why do I care what attorney in Kentucky says? Or why do I care what attorney in Florida says? And the answer is because the principles are the same. If you're a student of this business, you wanna learn those principles, not just the rules. And you also want to learn from a master. When you, when I interview somebody who's a master, the, the top estate planning attorney in Louisville, it may not ever give a referral to you, but you're taught, listening to somebody who makes a lot of money helping a lot of customers. And by being better, you're worth more, you're gonna get more business. That's my philosophy. Now, if you don't agree, that's okay. But I'm telling you, that's why I do it. That's why I interview them because I learned from everybody I I learned from uh, that I interview, every single one of them. I do the interviews, number one, because I want to interview them. Number two, it's good marketing. Nothing wrong with me putting out on YouTube, it's great. But number one is always, I want to learn more of the process. So that's why I go into other uh, live streams. I, I, this is mine, Um, Chad Corbett's I went on regularly, and then he had some personal conflicts, asked me to fill in as the, um as the host on that i do his i was on his program last night listening to learn uh, i go into allleads.com it's a bad time slot for me but i, I try to get on there or we watching a replay on uh, youtube i watch them all the time on youtube why because in an hour here's the thing i make a lot of money now but if i get one good nugget in an hour i don't have to pay attention fully the whole hour if i get one good nugget that's worth a lot of money to me I'll give you an example. I went to court once, there was a gal who, like me, is pretty sharp on court sales, and she had a little trick to get a little extra commission. And so instead of an $18,000 commission, she got $20,000, and I watched her do that. I said, you know what, I'm gonna do that from now on. And I learned how to, one trick by paying attention in court, it wasn't my case, it was somebody else's. But that one trick, I've probably made $10,000, I probably made the extra 2,000 five times by paying attention to somebody else's business. So I would say if you really wanna be successful attorneys, the opportunity is because what are attorneys, they're generally speaking smart people who went to school and learned a lot. And if you can learn the process, you'd be more of value to them. I've literally been paid by attorneys cases as an expert witness. I've had attorneys treat me like I'm their probate consultant. They're gonna give me their business when they have a relationship with me. That's the goal you wanna to get to, for all of you. My goal is to help you get there. Okay, that's number three. You wanna learn all the time, learn as much as you can, take every opportunity. Number four, now this is one, none of you are gonna like this one. But again, I'm not selling this, so I don't care. I would rather one person do I tell them to do and be successful than a hundred of you buy some stupid program you're never gonna use. I'm just not, I'm so past that business in my life. So here's what I'm gonna tell you. Start with attorneys already in your database. None of you are gonna like that one, you're all on God, not another call your center of influence or your sphere database, yes. The first thing you should do is identify every attorney that you already know. And the next thing you should be doing is contact all the other people you know for the attorneys that they know. And I can go through this, there's a class I do for an hour on how to do this but I will share with you. When I started, I went through my center of influence database, started with the A's. I got to D. As a a friend of mine. He's a personal friend as well as a past client. He was attorney, but he was not a probate attorney. He was a civil litigator, let's say. I talked on the phone to him, just checking in. How can I help you or your clients? He said, no, it's funny. I had a client who has a problem with her title, with the, the property line. Now, I'm not Anybody here a property line specialist or real estate agent? Answer, we all are. I want everybody to call me those problems. I'll tell you why. He started to explain it to me. He said, well, would you give her a call? Sure, I'll give her a call. Nice elder lady, she was widowed, 50 years married. God bless her, her husband passed away. He took care of the rental property. She knew nothing about it. The neighbor and she had a conflict where the fence was and the city was siding this wall. Blah, 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 blah. Can you come see it? Like, uh, it's in uh, East LA, not really East LA, it's kind of like in um, Borough Heights area, which is maybe with traffic an hour, without traffic, 40 minutes from my house. Fine, I'll come by. I was trained not to go unless it was a pre-qualified listing appointment. But I drove there and met, with a very sweet lady. We walked around the property, it took about 45 minutes. She told me the whole story, the whole thing. By the end of that story, she said to me, she just trained me and said, you know, can you just sell this property for me? And my listing presentation was, sure. And we listed it and we sold it. Not enough, I'll tell you the rest of the story. So again, my training was never to go to the customer's house afterwards and uh, to give good value of uh, service was enough. But in building relationships, I know that delivering the proceeds check is a great emotional opportunity. So. She had a proceeds of over half a million dollars. I picked that from escrow, drove all about your property in Boyle Heights again, handed to her, she started crying. And she said to me, I've always wanted to move to Phoenix to be with my sister. Do you think you could sell this house, being her residence? And again, I pulled out that listing presentation and I said, sure. So I sold two houses, I think it was like, this goes back about three years, four years maybe, uh, $1.2 million total. There was no presentation. There was no discussion. There was no argument. Nice old lady, sweet lady, sold the houses. The attorney couldn't be happier. Now, were they probate cases? Technically, not really. Do I care? Anybody here care? When I went to Wells Fargo with a check, do you think they asked me before we deposited, is this a probate check or not? They didn't care. They put in my account, right? So start with the trades you have already. That's the easiest business you're ever gonna have. Is it attorneys you have already? Anybody's an attorney of any type? And then go to your clients who aren't attorneys and ask them questions like, I know she have property in your name, not uh, in the name of a trust. Are you familiar with the advantages of a family trust or of estate planning? They might say, yes, we just did it. They might say no. Either way, if they have attorneys, if they've done estate planning, they have an attorney, ask them if they like them, get her introduction. Again, this is an hour-long class I do. But the idea is you already have your database. If you've been in business already as an agent, you're making a living, you've been in business three or five years, you've got 200, 300 people there. They all either have an attorney or need one. Doesn't matter which it is. You just don't know the answer yet. Find out the answer. If they have an attorney, meet them. If they don't have an attorney, introduce them to the attorneys that you're gonna meet. And there's your business. So that's number five, start with, then go back to your clients and find the attorneys that they know. So number four is start with the attorneys you know and tell them, hey, I've really gotten into probate and, and estate planning. And just because you come across that at all? Do you handle that business? Uh, no, I don't. Do you know attorneys that do that? Oh yeah, I went to law school with Joe. Joe's at this law firm. That's number four. Number five, your clients ask them for their attorneys. No, we use Joe, he handled our divorce case, he handled our whatever adoption case. You call up, is he good at it? He yeah, asked about attorneys all the time, he called the adoption attorney, I'm just curious, do you know what attorneys that do probate? Uh, will all of them have a pros for you? No, will some, happens to me every day. Literally, I made an appointment today to interview one. That's number five. Number six, learn estate planning. Now for sure, if you're in California, well, hold on one second, let me just check for questions. Um, I see some good um, contacts. Angie says, how do we create value for others? Angie, we create value for others by knowing our business so well, they can't do business with anybody else. I am so good on probate, particularly court confirmations in LA County, that if you don't use me, you're really stupid. Now, I'm saying that to you guys as friends. I wouldn't say it like that to a client or attorney. That's how well I know that material. Most agents I talked to you haven't even read the probate forms. They have to have a customer sign. Start with that. You should know every word in those forms. And if you don't come on this call and ask questions about it, because you should never ask a customer to sign something that you don't know what it means. Let's start with that. Um, okay. Chuck wants to create a business plan with probates. I think it's great. Great plan. Love to help you with that. Um, and let's see where else. Uh, when I was in the courtroom all the time, did I go and get copies of the DE 111 petition? So Andrew, the answer to your question, Andrew's asking me when I went to court, did I go and get do my own research? And the answer is I learned how to get the data. And by doing that, I sat next to in LA County, we have they had four computers in the computer room or the re, the probate research room. And I met a lady whose job was, she went to court every day and took the forms and put it into a spreadsheet and they sold that data. So I saw how they got it. I get my own data from a service they pay for. And then I also scraped data that's on the LA County website. So my answer to your question, though, is I learned everything about all the data that is available in LA County. I've, I've researched every data provider. I've gone to the website and learned every piece of the LA County website. I've talked to several third-party providers about what they offer. I believe I know every single piece of data that's available and I accumulate all the data I can for LA County and I'm adding Orange to San Diego. So to answer your question, yeah, I learned how to pull up the petition and get the information from it. Um, and I still do that today from my computer online, But I would say that learning how to get it doesn't mean you have to go every day to get it. You might find a service that was more efficient for you. And since you're asking about DE 111, that means you're in California in most counties, you can get it online without having to go in person. Okay. Other questions. Uh, look at that. Horace says he's going to first appointment with the attorney on Tuesday and they're buying you lunch. She's our family estate applying attorney. Fantastic. Horace, what a great opportunity. And maybe you host a, Live stream. invite your clients to come learn about estate planning with her or post that on your Facebook. And then Chantel says they have to sign a probate document if they already completed probate court. Yeah, I don't know really what, you ask, what you're ask. asking, Chantel. If you wanna unmute and jump in, I'd love to answer your question. But when you say completed probate court, completed means the title of the property has been changed. So I don't know really what you're asking. All right, so as in, um, like they already finished the divorce and all of that. Um, And they got title of who will keep the property. Do they still need to sign up the probate document? Because I actually I just met a buyer that told me that she's going through probate court now. um, And she's going to get back with me once they, you know, finalize who gets what because they have more than one home. So I'm just trying to see exactly when would she need to sign a probate document. And what county is the um, it would probably be Fulton County in Georgia. Okay, so I didn't know as much about Georgia or Fulton County, um, but what I'd say is that um, at some point, probate is the process by which the state transfers title from the decedent to whoever going to get it—the heirs. So in in many in most cases, the title of the deed is in the person who passed, and has to be changed through probate court, either. Somebody gets the authority to sell it or through the probate court, the heir gets it titled in their name depends on how they want to do it. So it depends on what the administrator or the executor of the estate wants to do with the property. If They want to sell it. They're going to sell it. They don't need to wait to the end of probate court. They usually can sell it as soon as they have the authority to represent the estate. So I don't think they have to wait till the end. I think it would be as soon as they get authorized, They should be able to sell the property again i don't know georgia law as well as california but in california you file a petition and if you get approved and it can be as little as 30 30 35 days or so then you can sell the property right away if you have full authority okay thank you sure thanks for jumping in okay so i gave five points so far one start with a goal two it's a weekly process three learn about the process in detail four start attorneys you know, five start with a client you know. Number six is learn estate planning. And here's a case, uh, we just, uh, Horace, I'm sorry, who was it? Uh, Horace Chavez said he's meeting with his estate planning attorney. Perfect, learn estate planning, go online, YouTube. You can learn everything you, you want on YouTube about estate planning. Why should somebody have an estate plan? What are the advantages? What are the risks? What are the costs? What are the options? Find three providers, cheap, middle, and high-end, sophisticated, uh, or more, male, female, uh, nearby, like in my case, LA, Orange County, the Valley, different providers. So when people call and say they want a great estate planner, I can say, well, what are you looking for, male, female? Are you looking for LA, Orange County, the Valley? Are you looking for a low-cost entry point? you Are looking for a sophisticated estate plan? And send them the right person. How do I do that? I interview estate planning attorneys all the time. Uh, Another thing I've done for estate planning attorneys is I host them on my video. I've had them on this show. I've had them on other smaller shows. I can't host estate planners every week. You guys would be bored with that, but I separately will host them and post a video on my YouTube channel, on my Facebook channel, on my my LinkedIn. Um, Okay, let's see real quick. I got some thumbs up online. Um, and there's Angela saying hi to Carl, okay. And there's Dave with some information. Okay, good, so I think we're we'll a couple with questions. So point f- six is learn estate planning, learn what it is, learn how to offer it to your clients effectively. Like for me, if you called me and said, hey, I need a great estate planner, depending on what you're looking for, where you're looking for it, the price range or how sophisticated it is, I'm not just gonna give you the information, I'm gonna give you a video I did with that person. And we have permission to give them their information. Now, attorneys aren't going to call your customer and set an appointment, but their marketing assistant might, or their administrator might, or their secretary might. So I would make an effective, I look at a referral to an estate playing attorney as like a seed for future business. Um. Okay, I know it's a lot of probate it seems heavily slant towards California. Any reason why I'm in Georgia and like to know what your mega fast state? Well, I actually have a team member in Georgia, I have one in. Um, Athens, where University of Georgia is. LA County is the largest public court in America, and because it's consolidated in one court building, that's why there's more, uh, and I'm from California, that's why I talk about the most. But I'm actually building a national team. I'd love to get uh, a team member in Atlanta. I'd love, um, so what do I recommend for that state? You know, I, I've interviewed a couple attorneys there. I would say if you're, you know, uh, what would I recommend? Find a, a state playing attorneys in your county, Fulton County or, or uh, wherever in Georgia. I would um, uh, talk to probate attorneys. I would talk to probate litigation attorneys. I'd love to meet one, interview them on the show. If you know of a good one, please pass on the info. If they're outside California, especially, I'm looking for more to interview for my channel and for this program um what else let's see talk offline andrew i'd love to talk to you uh, offline andrew that'd be great and i think i'm caught up. okay tell us about your uh approach when i interview attorneys so when i interview them i the first thing is again to go back to the points i gave you guys number um three was learning the number one purpose for the interview is for me to learn about them and the subject matter I'm pretty good on estate planning, but I wanna learn more. I'm pretty good on probate, I wanna learn more. Second, it's a way to build a relationship. And third, I'm trying to pre-build the relationship with my customers that I'd love to refer to them. And so the questions are really just about them, how I really want to understand how they do business and what value they can create for my customer or my prospect. So that's my approach um but Stephen, if you want to see i have a bunch of interviews on my channel episodes if you go to a probate weekly uh i'm sorry episodes.probably.com we'll have all the episodes of this program Come my youtube channel um at bill gross exp i have a whole channel and interviews with attorneys and you can just see what i do and you can write down the questions if you want to copy them i'm fine with that and angie's in orlando i love orlando i was in orlando last year i'm going to orlando again next year uh, Angie, we should get we should connect and do some business together Okay, point six with learning estate planning. Be a master of estate planning, learn how to refer, get a roll decks of good people. Um number seven, leverage your time with social media. So look, I I, I mean, I'm not embarrassed about myself, but I'm not a movie star kind of guy. I don't have a special, you know, good luck charisma face for, for YouTube. You know what's amazing is Seven days a week on YouTube, there's 35 hours of my video being watched on average. You know it's amazing? I do a I do a 15-second YouTube short now that takes me a minute by the time you're all done with it. And on average it gets 15 minutes of watch time every day. I do one every day. So I think part of it is if you if you have a message or develop a message to share with people, you can leverage it with social media. Now, how do you get a message? Well, one is learn. If you're always learning, and if you really enjoy the learning process, you want to share with other people that you have something you're learning. You can share what you learn with somebody else. There was a, a great movie um, with Leonardo DiCaprio where he plays a um, a con man. Catch me if you can. And at one stage in the movie, he plays a high school teacher. Even though he was a high school age, and he was teaching. I don't know. If it was, I don't think it was math. I think it was history. In high school, where he had not taken the class, I saw him interviewed, and he's and uh, he, he was asked, "How did you, how were you a teacher in high school when you were high school age?" And he said, well, "I just read the chapter ahead of them and then taught that chapter." See, we think we have to be experts in social media, but the truth is, all you just learn one thing, and then if you share that with your prospects who've not learned it, you're not teaching them. And by the way, when your attorney prospects see you teaching your customers, They want you because now you've proven yourself to be a leader and influencer among your prospects. So you can leverage what you do with social media. Now I I see real estate agents who do things like, you know, cute little pictures. If that works for you, great. Hard to see how that would develop for business in the long run. Um, I won this award. I won that award. I don't know. I don't find those particularly interesting, but when I see a real estate agent talk about the market with some good data, or something they're doing on their on their houses i'm interested in that to learn, and I assume customers are as well. So I would say to you that if you really want to build your business with attorneys make sure your contents consistent with that Attorneys are more on linkedin than they are with instagram and they're more intellectual generally than emotional and so they're looking for content they're looking for information they're looking for. Tri- uh, uh, tips and tricks. You know what what courthouse are you in when the courthouse was changing the rules i was quick to see those rules and post them on my social media to be a resource to my attorneys i wanted them to know i'm on top of my game in the court as well so leverage what you do with social media you have a tremendous up there's never i say this all the time there's never been a better time to build a business in real estate than right now for a lot of reasons one of them is we have the opportunity to amplify everything we do with social media. Check out my YouTube channel at uh, Bill Gross Exp. there's a link in the chat box. Number eight, and this is the last piece of content I'm gonna talk about today, is look for every opportunity to meet with attorneys. So I don't know where you are, but join the local bar association as an affiliate. One of my team members, I see her all the time, she's in the chat uh, room with attorneys in LA County all the time. She's answering questions, asking questions. Um, there are real estate agents that go to uh, to the Bar Association events as an affiliate. Don't lie and say you're an attorney if you're not, but but they want to feel it. As long as you pay membership fee, they're glad to have you come. Sponsor it. Now I don't go to one, so here's my rule. I don't do marketing where I'm not gonna dominate the event. So if there's already a sponsor to you, I'm not gonna go. I don't want to be one of 20 realtors. I don't want to be one of four realtors. I'm going to be one of one. I think that's an important distinction in your marketing. Now, I'm in LA, but I could join the Santa Monica Bar's affiliate. I'd probably be one of only one or two, or the Century City Bar, you know, some of the smaller groups. If you're in an outlying county, go to a bar association, see if there's any realtors there, typically not. I've had people on this topic come back to me and say, the bar association doesn't even have an affiliate membership. And I would say, well, are you kidding me? I'd be glad to pay. <laughs> Let's create one. And I'll ask some friends to join as affiliates. Why not? You know, donate the money to the ch- they all have a charity they support of some sort. Use your free legal services to different groups. Um well, why not? So I would say, look for those opportunities, look for provisors. I've again I've looked at provisors, the groups I want to be in are filled, and the ones that they want me to come in don't have good attorneys in them for me. So you have to be opportunistic. I'm not saying go everywhere. I am saying look for those opportunities. If, if your business is gonna be based on getting referrals from real estate, from attorneys, you need to find where real estate uh, attorneys or probate attorneys or estate attorneys are. Okay, David asked a great question on LinkedIn. If you wanna apply your framework for property managers or private landlords, how do you suggest implement? The exact same thing, David. What I would say is start with your goal, how you want your business to be. Realize the process, whatever that is. Property managers go to real estate investment clubs typically, at least in my experience. Interview them. I would I would just call every property manager I could find in the area and just say, hey, I'd like to interview you and put you on my YouTube channel and try to do some business development for you and learn from them. I would look in my database for any property managers they came across. I would ask my clients for any property managers they work with. I would learn the ins and outs of property management. I would leverage all that on social media and I would join the events where they hang out at. It's the exact same process. Hope that helps a little bit. Um, So Oscar, yeah, I'm not sure if you are asking a question there, but uh, thank you for joining in and glad to help if I can. And for anybody here, feel free to reach out. To me, and and I often will say to you, set an appointment with me and let's talk on the phone. I I offer free consult with anybody who's trying to build their business. I'd rather you text me or email me than Facebook Messenger. I'm not really on that a lot. But if you're watching on Facebook, reach out to me that way. That's fine, or LinkedIn, or however you do that. Uh, But I'd love to help you and help you build a business. Okay, I talked a lot. I usually try to interview people rather than do a lot of talking, but this is a topic that is on my heart. I want to share with you guys. Um, how can I help you today what what questions do you have of what i covered uh, pretty quickly today yeah i had a question about chad corbett sure chuck taking his class mm-hmm. i know you took his class and you're pretty active with him would you recommend doing that yeah i think i think um you know i, I don't know you and we'll have to say yes but i would say that i'm big on education the number one investment is in me right Right? so so at one point that was classes and learning that's why i buy the book for 90 bucks that's why i took chad's class i took the class last night i uh take every class he puts out um because i I need to learn there's no more valuable investment than in making me more knowledgeable and and more um more um comfortable with the material uh chad to me is the is the best in that business He is not selling The data, he's selling the dream, and he's selling the mission of helping people. That's what makes them different. He used to sell, he used to be part of all the leads where they sold the data, but he doesn't do that today. And um, I have a lot of respect for him, the way he does, I I help out a bit with him. Uh, I do have an affiliate link with him. I was a a co-teacher on the Earn program with him, Um, and I substitute for his class. I'm not part of an owner or anything in that business, I don't get paid by him, um, other than affiliate income. So Chad Corbett is the founder of probatemastery.com, probatemastery.com. He was the original coach at alltheleads.com and one of the founders there. And then he left to create his own company, Mm -hmm. probatemastery.com. Horses, what are some good talking points to bring up at a lunch meeting with the attorney? So I would say what are more good questions? Selling isn't telling. Selling is asking questions. That's a Mike Ferry line. And so i'd always want to ask them about their business and make it about them not you i would never sell myself at a lunch meeting with somebody the opposite i want to get them talking it's kind of like the rules of dating now i will say i've been married 36 years i haven't been a date during all that time but i do coach marriage minded men on dating for marriage and one of the rules is the goal is to get the woman talking more than the man and the tool i use for that is i have a chess clock um, over there uh, if, if you ever play chess in chess clock you have a, your timer runs you push the button and then your opponent's time runs they push the button when they move and if your time runs out you lose the game I always think about that as I want the other person's clock running not mine the more they and here's the rule the more they talk the smarter they think you are which count which seems counterintuitive so uh, of course I would have a list of questions and ask them about their business and the more they talked the about if you're gonna be Okay, good, thank you for the question. Uh, Chuck, I think I answered yours, and Horace, I think I got yours. Other questions? Comments, let's see here. I think we're up to date on the comments. A lot of online um, participants today, a bunch on YouTube and Facebook. Glad to have you guys on board. Again, you can ask questions in there as well. And if, I get to, if it's a replay, I'll, I'll get them back, get back to you. So do I know about MTI education? They have a probate course. I was wondering if it was any good. So Denise, MTI is Mike Torres. Um, I've known of Mike for a long time, took his class years and years ago. Um, I would say that hes it's good. You know, it's, it's like everything else, it's good. Um, they primarily are selling data, and their primary goal is to get you to buy the data so you cold call petitioners. I'd say that, in my experience, 95% of people buy the data, never do any of it, and it's a fail. That's my experience in talking to other agents. Um, if you're going to use the data, buy it. Um, their coaching is primarily about how to get business, which is going to be about, to them, you cold calling the petitioners because that's what they sell. It works in some places and does in others. So I would say it's worth taking education, depending on your budget. They have like a weekly mastermind, or they did at some point, that was pretty good. The coach, I think, did a good job, but he's not a practitioner, he's a coach. The problem is when you're a practitioner, you don't necessarily know what's really working in the marketplace. I'm a practitioner. I do this every day for a living. I talk to petitioners, attorneys, deal with the court documents every day. Only in LA, I don't, or in California, I know the principles nationally. Um, so I would say MTI is good, it's, it's not expensive, um, and the data is modestly priced as well. Do you have any experience providing lending to estates that need funds to get through the probate process? Yes, Lisa, there's two types. Lisa asked, do I have any advice or experience with providing lending to estates that need funds to get through their probate process? So yes, there's two types. One is lending to an estate or an estate loan. So that is a specialized product and typically is where... There's two. Let's say there's two heirs. I just use an easy example. It's a million dollar property, and it's left to two brothers. They each get half a share. One wants to keep it. One wants to sell it. So to buy out the one, before they close out the estate, they don't really have the money. They maybe they can't they can't qualify for the loan, for whatever reasons. So they lend the money to the estate, and they give half. A million dollars to one brother and they give the title for the whole property to the other brother and then that brother turns around and refinances the property and pays off the loan that way with a conventional loan so those are state loans that are done like as a bridge loan to get the state out of the the asset and, and get the distributed the other is I um, probate advance it's not a loan but for an heir who maybe has a property but no cash and to advance the money minimum about $10,000 commonly for legal fees, avoiding foreclosure, uh, getting rid of a tenant or a squatter. Um, I actually teach a class, getprobate.cash, every Wednesday morning at 8.30 on that subject, Wednesday morning uh, Pacific Time. Um, That's also on my YouTube channel, but if you go to getprobate.cash and sign up, and you'll get uh, invited, you'll get a replay link, and hopefully that will help you Advancing, but I have my own advanced company. I actually will pre-qualify and either lend from my company or will broker through an advanced company. I just found the advanced company's service not sufficient for my experience um, for the level of service I want to give my customers. So rather than turn my customer over to another company, I handle it, uh, my my assistants handle it for me, and then we pre-qualify it, and then we get somebody to agree to buy the, the advance, and then we package it that way. So I have a lot of experience at area, Lease. So if you're interested in a specific case or anybody, if you have a specific case where somebody needs a loan, I know several companies that lend money to estates. Be glad to make an appropriate reduction. And if you need an advance, I'd be glad to talk to you, you or your client about advance money. Hope that helps. Um, Andrew says, have I encountered handyman Contractors are okay to get paid through escrow. Most of all, uh, Andrew, literally today I got an invoice on a $17,000 um, contractor where we, there was a, a, the city cited the property for a wall and had to be removed it cost $17,000. And the contractor gave us the invoice and uh, it's gonna get paid through escrow. So uh, I do that all the time. Uh, it depends where the property is, what the amount of work is. Uh, if the contractor has confidence know what you're doing, because. If they're gonna get paid the close of escrow, they need to know at some point you're gonna close escrow. So definitely I work with that. And that's a, a key a key tool in my toolbox are having contractors who will be willing to get paid. Uh, or sometimes I advance the money. I have, a, I have a special credit card just for advancing to estates. I have a separate PayPal account to invoice the attorney or the client as well. and I track all that. Um, and sometimes I'll just advance the money. Sometimes it's just easier for me to pay out $500,000 and I've carried you know, quite a bit if I know I'm gonna get paid at the end. So uh, as an agent in business, I'll do that as well sometimes. To advance the interest, no, actually. Andrew. if it's a listing, I'll advance the money for free, but no interest charges at all as a service. Um, on probate advances, there's there's no interest, there's no payments, but generally, if you advance somebody $10,000, uh, they pay back maybe 15 or $20,000 When they get their inheritance at the end that's a different business on probate advance but when i lend money when i'm when i'm advancing expenses as a listing agent i don't charge interest you could you know there's different ways to run your business I, i don't it's just not worth the time and effort and tracking it and all that for me but you can do it any way you want to okay good some good practical questions i think that hopefully that helps um last call for questions let's see uh here in washington state attorneys who do probate also do divorces. Well, look, same in California, there's some that do both. But to be honest with you, great family law attorneys wouldn't touch a probate case. They would defer it out. And great probate attorneys, the best, wouldn't touch a family law case. In California, there's separate departments, separate judges, separate procedures. Um, and the best don't do both. There are plenty of average attorneys that try to do both and struggle with it. So for sure, not true in California. And And Steve, I'm gonna bet if you survey attorneys in Washington state, there are plenty who will say I would do probate and never touch divorce. And there's plenty who will say I'll do divorce and never touch probate. i bet there are plenty that don't cross over at all. Um, and Oscar asks, no, Giscard asks, any books I'd recommend? Wow, a lot of books, I'm a reader. Um, Kevin, on Amazon, Kevin Sales has a great book on probate 101. I interviewed on this channel um, Paul, Wiggins, he also has a book on probate that was very good. Um, the probate code is very good in your state. Um, what about other sources of info for a realtor who wants to make probate their niche? So I'd recommend my YouTube channel, Bill Gross EXP. I'd recommend Probate Mastery. I'd recommend alltheleads.com would be the three websites I would, I would say those are the best sources. Uh, and I would say, I think mine. <laughs> That's why I do it. I think it's the best. Uh, my website is uh, theleprobateexpert.com, and on the far right there's Probate Resources. You might check that out as well. And I have different coaches. And I, I try to have a list of all the coaches, all the data sources, all the resources. Um, and when I get reviews from people, I try to attach those notes in as well. Steve says he's done business with both. Okay, I'm not saying some don't do both. I would just say that if I was a attorney, the the best attorneys I talked to specialize in one or the other. And Gascard says he just finished Kevin Sell's book. Uh, Gascard, how was Kevin Sell's book? Was it any good? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, of the books that I've read so far, I read about three of them. It was the most informative. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of it, because he's based in California as well, I had to kind of take that and check yeah. that with what applies in Georgia. But um, as far as- the way he described it, as far as there are different scenarios, um, as far as giving an overview of it and mm-hmm. going in detail, as far as different ways of approaching uh, probate in different scenarios, I thought it was very informative. Good. Of what I know about Georgia probate, Georgia is very similar to California, of what I know. I see. And on one last question for you regarding the book that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the probate code book california probate code so my ah. guess is there's a georgia probate code also you might want to search that okay cool. right if you're a probate attorney what do you use to know the law and there's a book probably put out by the by the state legislature of the probate code in georgia i would imagine in fact check it out if you find it come back and put the link in here and, and share it with everybody but this is meant to be participative and we all work together so if you find something please come back and share it Okay? We'll do. Fantastic. Okay, so I think that's, our time is up. It's, it's uh, on the hour here, so I'm gonna wrap things up. Um, but again, go to my YouTube channel for more resources uh, at um, Bill Gross EXP. Um, this is Probate Weekly. We do it every week, Thursdays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you wanna see the old episodes, go to episodes.probateweekly.com, uh, and you can see it there, or go to whatever podcast channel if you're a listener, and you'll see all the old episodes there as well. But on my YouTube channel, I have interviews with attorneys and other resource providers, and I hope that uh, is helpful with you. Um, What else? I'll put in the chat box some other resource links. Oh, yeah, and getprobate.cash is another class you might want to find out a little bit more if you're looking for how to advance money to um, your customers. I put the the links in the chat box for all that. On a Zoom link, you should be able to download the chat uh, and save the information uh, if you need to. And if you didn't get the information, text me, email me. more glad to share with you. So that's it until next week. Have a great week, guys. And we'll see you next week, Thursday at four o'clock. Thank you for your help, everybody. Bye-bye.